Hi, my name is Jackie Randall, and you're listening to Your Art Matters, the conversation series where I bring to you the people who have influenced, inspired, guided, shared, and supported me along the path that has led me to this very moment. You'll be meeting my friends, classmates, teachers, professors, professional acquaintances, members of the creative community, and beyond. I wouldn't be who I am today without knowing them, and I just wanted to share their journeys in art with you. I hope you enjoy these conversations as much as I've had in having them. To quote Ayn Rand and One Tree Hill's Lucas Scott, the world you desire can be one. It exists. It is real. It is possible. It is yours. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Doing it already. Straight up giggles. <laughs> All right. So on this episode of Your Art Matters, <laughs> I'm just going to laugh the whole time. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm new with this. We have Emma. And And we didn't study the same area of design, but we had some of our core classes together. <laughs> I'm going to laugh through this whole thing. <laughs> Tearing. Um, you know, we actually, we had, I think we had one actual class together. It was that digital media oh <laughs> and techniques class. I almost forgot about that completely. I was looking at our Calvin and Hobbes photo the other day. I'm pretty sure I showed someone that who had no idea and I forgot how like my hair was like spiked. I was orange. <laughs> I don't know if I should have told you this but maybe you should have gone into graphic design because that's what we made. That was our that was our jumping point. Yeah so um yeah so we we went to college together and just by the product of being art students in the lovely building of Westby, we all, <laughs> yes, we, we all just became a little family of, um, like, sleep-deprived artists mm-hmm. hanging out in the studio with all of our, you know, we were all doing the same core classes, so we all hung out with each other, and we just, you know, became friends. Yeah. And, uh... This little group of weird art kids, but not, like... Not weird of the stereotypical. We were just like, we had our own sense of humor that was great. Awesome. It was so yeah. awesome. And no one also, I feel like, I would understand. And yeah. It's like a lot of late nights and Chinese food. And yeah. It was awesome. And um, so then we graduated and then we, we went did. off on our ways. Congratulations. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, four years later, I guess I haven't seen Emma in four years. We were going to go to Harry Potter Fest. I was sick that day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was great, by the way. Yeah. I went a few years ago before the internet blew up about it. And uh, so now we're here recording this. So I know Emma, but if you want to introduce yourself a little bit. I'm Emma. Uh, I am a... I guess you... I haven't really labeled myself yet as what type of art I've kind of 
niched myself into, but when you know, I introduced myself, I'm a mixed media artist. Um, I do a lot of photo collage with a combination of watercolors and line work and drawings. Um, a lot of it's digital, and I used to ha kind of have a battle with like, I hated like digital art kind of stuff, and I felt like everything was like fake and fabricated, but <laughs> I'm such a hypocrite, and that's all I do, and I love it. All of the work I do, though, is, is using my own photographs, so I'm not, you know, delving into the web and, and Google searching. It's all my own photography, so like when I haven't taken a photo in a while, I'm really not, I can't make anything. Um, so I... I don't know. I guess we'll we'll get into the rest of that yeah, in the conversation. Yeah, that's who I am. Yeah, I've never done a podcast before or a conversation that's been recorded. <laughs> so yeah, that's me. Yeah. Hi. Hello. Um. Cool. So I guess to start, where and how was art introduced to you in your life in a way that you kind of knew that you wanted to do it for your life? Well, I mean. My grandfather was a carpenter, mm -hmm. so he was a very creative person. Not necessarily, you know, drawing, painting, but he's a very creative person. My dad um, is a self-kind-of-made artist in his own respect. He does a lot of um, building and designing, and he's very just experimental and creative. Um, my sister is a graphic designer, so it... And my, my aunt's also a graphic designer. So not that it, it's not like genetic, but it's where it's been around, like creativity has been around. It's been in your space. It's been in my space completely. And it's always been welcomed and accepted, which has been like a blessing that my parents mm -hmm. were like. So supportive. So support. And, and I don't remember when in my life I was like, I'm going to do art, but I just remember thriving in my classes. Mm -hmm. It's actually funny. I just, I looked at my portfolio the other day of during like our, um, portfolio review for Rowan oh. and it's awful. Yes. It's so <laughs> I was thinking about bad. that this morning actually. And so I'm not really sure how I got into school, but <laughs> for, for high school art, I felt like I excelled pretty well. Um, in terms of photography, I, I didn't really pick up a camera. Um, when I was younger, like we had in in high school, there was a dark room, but it was turned into an ESL room. So I never had the experience. What I did get to take was like pottery uh -huh. and ceramics, but very limited. Um, so the photography came, you know, I, I took photos at home, but you know, the little digital camera and most of the time it was like selfies because mm -hmm. That's the That's, day and age we had come from. Yeah. And I, you know, it was, it was when we were kind of really getting into our classes where, rather than our core classes in college where we were picking where we would go, I, I almost, I think I did pretty much every type of class. I did, mm -hmm. I did the digital art. Mm -hmm. um, I did the jewelry, which mm -hmm. I failed miserably at. I can't even solder. It's awful. Um, did the painting, did, and then the photography, and that, and, the, and it seemed to stick. Mm -hmm. I seemed to really enjoy it. Yeah. I did the, the digital, I did the dark room. Um, what I fell in love with was we, 
I got to do the large format, Mm -hmm. which was amazing. And that's, I felt like I was comfortable in expressing myself that way. Yeah. Like everything else I felt like with like the painting of just copying something else and, and I wasn't expressive enough in my painting. Yeah. And I suck at like representational art. (laughs) I can't draw faces. I can't draw hands. So I felt like photography, I could really open and kind of that's how I express myself and that's kind of where it stemmed from yeah so when you um so it's good to like know that you had like that support system because I feel like that's so important in deciding to go on a creative path because it's always that oh like Johnny wants to go to art school he doesn't want to be a doctor or an engineer nothing against those those practices but a lot of there isn't always as much support for the arts so I think that it's helpful to have that kind of environment. Um, so, like, I guess going to art school, what did you originally major? What was your, your, did you? <laughs> I did ceramics was where I started. And now that I look, so I, I. Did you graduate with ceramics? I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was a concentration with, with ceramics. I mean, with our, with the BFA degree, that's what it is. You have a bachelor in fine art, whereas yours is more of a graphic design. Graphic design. Yeah. On my on my degree, it just says BFA. Yeah. But when I tell people, it was it's kind of more of a just self proclaimed. Yeah. Concentration. So it's I did a lot of pottery and I did a lot of photography. So like when I talk about it, that's what I say. I also have a minor in art history. Yes. Um, but no one ever really cares about no. that. I have a minor in art history too. <laughs> no one cares about yeah. that. Yeah. And because um, because most people failed all of their art, art history classes, they don't really care. Art about. history is amazing. It was the best. Such good classes. Yeah. Um. So yes. What was the <laughs> <laughs> so I asked you where you what you majored in. So oh, you yeah. started in ceramics, but then you got into photography. Yeah. More. So I was doing them at the same time, and um, my the our senior year, I started experimenting with combining the two. Mm-hmm. I was like mildly successful um, with tra- photo transfer onto ceramic onto mm-hmm. porcelain. Um, and I incorporated that in my senior show, mm-hmm. but I, I just, so me and the instructor, he was a, he was a, an excellent instructor, um, but we had different styles. He was very more traditional and classical and yes. I was much more sculptural abstract. Yeah. And I feel like, so I didn't really get the kind of guidance in that direction just because of what he, like how he handled his own art and so I just I didn't feel like I was taking it anywhere and so I kind of like the last semester I kind of fizzled it out I did use some of the stuff in in my show but I'm I can barely (laughs) I can barely like center a pot on a a wheel and I like suck at trimming so everything I did was more sculptural because that's just how how you work how I work and I was more comfortable with but looking back on it it just it didn't it didn't bring me the same satisfaction when I finished a piece as like one of this the work I do now it didn't bring me the same happiness and like accomplishment I feel like it really made and I want to do more three-dimensional hand labor intensive artwork but just maybe I just need that for fun yeah like just as an extra outlet whereas the path I want to make my art is definitely going to be the two-dimensional 
realm. Yeah. Yeah. So coming out of graduation, um, I know that there's, that's, that like senior year is kind of the, the time where you're figuring out where you're going to go, what you're really like grooving in. Cause you know, you have so much of that groove and then we graduate. So what has the process of, you know, finding work, um, been like since you graduated and kind of, um, the work that you're doing now, I know it's kind of like a vague open mm-hmm. question, <laughs> but, um, I guess, what are you doing now or where, where's your path led so, you? I could, I could right now easily like list all the things I've done and it like sounds amazing and I, I will, but it took such a long time. We're like four years now and, and while I feel like I've had some mild success, it's been absolutely like a struggle and a constant stress and burden to just feel like I'm, I'm making it as an artist and I'm, you know, when we were we're younger they always say like how are you gonna support yourself and it's not I mean I don't because I have a I have a job outside of my art where I'm that's what I'm doing to support my art and it's yeah. hard to do that and then find success so that's it's definitely not easy is yeah like, you don't the, just the start like walking it. into it yeah. but so graduation I feel I didn't really have a focus when we graduated. I feel like it just happened, and we're all of a sudden we're like, "Well, shit, I have to." Yeah. I have to do something now. I'm yeah. moving back home, and I don't have a plan. Yeah. Um. So I think June, I went on a road trip out to Yellowstone, cross country, and I um. Had just I think I just had my little point and shoot camera, and then I also had a kind of mock DSLR that the it, the lens didn't change so it wasn't really a DSLR but it still kind of felt professional yeah and I was just taking a crap load of pictures and I remember so we we went horseback riding like up a mountain it sounds all really like bougie but um <laughs> so we we went horseback riding up a mountain and I took a bunch of pictures and I hurt my back oh god so the next day I was um Laying, we had a camper, so I wasn't in a tent, which was nice. I was. Were you like with friends or family? Or? Family and it was both. It was okay. family and friends. So everyone went out to go hiking, and I stayed home. I stayed in the camper because my back hurt, and I started. I had brought my laptop with me. It doesn't sound like like the most natural camping yeah. experience, um, but we did the hiking and the, and the camping and the the fires and the sightseeing. But I did bring my laptop because. The, the road is really long. Yeah. So I had Photoshop on there and I started just playing around with my photos. And I started making like kind of textures out of the... Because so a lot of my photos were from inside the state park of the um, natural geysers. Mm-hmm. And I was so... They were so amazing to look at and beautiful and the colors were unreal and just the fact that like these microorganisms can survive in thousands of degree what like um water yeah and like there's communities of like bacteria and it's just like super interesting and so I wanted to use those photos because they're so interesting and and I started collaging them on photoshop and I I started my series called far out west Uh because it was like this kind of trippy experience of of like Americana kind of yeah landscape, and that's lo- that's exactly what where 
I've been. Like, that's what started it, and that's where I've been going, and that's what's found me. I've, um... So, yeah, like, so that's kind of, like, that was kind of where you've really found your your voice mm-hmm. in, in things and what you like to do. Yeah, absolutely. And it's... Let's exp- it's, it's a, it's a, it's more of a, the, the work I do is more of a visual kind of escape. I would love to do, um, kind of more political statement art. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I have the right wording or the right backing and to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy it as much as I possibly can, but my art... I want to be used as just like a visual kind of journey, a kind of, I don't even know the wording I want to use. Like visual just, escape, like you yeah, said. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like it, it doesn't need to, it, re, it represents something, but it isn't, exactly. isn't like it's, a peach in a bowl or something. When I, when I have to write my like artist statements when I'm sending work out, I use, I, I, I use these phrases of like, it's a, it's a, an alternate kind of reality where you can escape and you see exactly what you're looking at, but it's off yeah. because I've changed and collaged and edited it. So it's kind of confusing yeah. and it's a little strange. And Once what, you look into it though, you, you yeah, see it. You see it, but it's also, it's so different. It's so weird. So I have a big problem with spacing out. Yeah. I my, I get it from my mom. We just zone out completely yeah. and I'm physically there and I know my surroundings, but I'm not, mentally there yeah and I feel like a lot of that your, has has translated into your into art. my artwork yeah so that's where that's where the the vibe of my stuff is going I guess yeah and so the work that you have it's so you've manipulated everything um digitally so then how do you you print it or yes you, and it, and you is it like at what scale are is um stuff? well so I mean, you you of the audience can't see it, but I have like a brandy new printer over there. Okay. Yes. Um, I just got that recently. Um, I print so I have my work going to a show in Denver. Yes. Um, it's March is the Denver month of photography, and so there's a show that I've someone just emailed me, um, from the Helicon Gallery, who, um, it's like a altered photo show. Anyway, I printed um, the prints I sent through that thing, and it's beautiful. It's um, like seven or eight in cartridge colors, so um, it's gorgeous. And that only goes up to like 13 by 19. Uh I don't like printing big, just because I feel like... I feel like I've seen a lot of just like grand scale art and it's awesome, but I don't, that's not what I'm into yeah. doing. You can kind of like get more intimate. Yeah. Intimate's if, a good, I think a good word for it. Cause yeah. you, you want to be able to focus. Like there's, you don't want to get too lost in something exactly. that you feel like it's. Exactly. And there's a lot of like, there's a lot of more delicate and, and kind of minuscule parts in some of my work where I, I want it to kind of kind of keep smaller yeah I mean also even the financial aspect of it where it you know printing costs an arm and a leg just to get like one thing and to ship it and oh my gosh um and so in terms of large scale I actually um maybe like 
November. Is this your Vegas? Yeah. So uh, in November, someone reached out to me um, from a like a a design firm. So what they they're from Georgia, I think, (laughs) (laughs) and they, you know, they're hired um, clients hire them to design their spaces, but design as like looking for art. I think mostly. Yeah. So um, they reached out to me asking for two of my prints on my website. Two very old prints that when I first made them, I didn't put like resolution into the thought of when I was making it or the size. So they wanted one of the prints to be almost nine feet big. Oh my God. And so the thing is they wanted to print, they print it. Yeah. They were purchasing one production. I still own the rights to it, but they were purchasing one production of that of two prints. Yeah. But the one they wanted nine feet long. And I was like, I honestly said, I've made this two or three years ago, really before I kind of like had a system for making all of this stuff. So it could look like ap- actual shit if it's blown up to nine, nine feet. feet. And... What did the, they say? They they took a look at it and they said we can do it. Okay. And so I filled out the contract and they said it looks great and, um, you know, I I don't know what the status of it is now. Yeah. But it is going to the Cosmopolitan Hotel in Las Vegas. Wow. So something nine feet wide, I'm assuming is is gonna be, in some sort of lobby area I can't see that being in like a small room yeah so um I asked if they could take photos of it for me but they said a lot of the times they don't go with the work to install okay so if anyone's at the Cosmopolitan in <laughs> yeah. Las Vegas it's, and they see something it's probably not they, if they see something that's like weirdly teal with like some orange people in it <laughs> let us know mine. <laughs> Now I'm so intrigued. I have a friend uh, whose boyfriend travels to Vegas often for work, and um, we taught we joked about him making sure he gets to the Cosmopolitan to like go and find it. And she said, "Let's go tag along with him on one of his trips and not leave the Cosmopolitan, just run around the hotel room <laughs> and looking for it." And I yeah. said that would be amazing. I'm sure we'll never find it. <laughs> yeah. So I guess on that. Um... That topic of of people finding you on the internet mm-hmm. and your through your website, you've had some other um, fun uh, points of exposure. Yes. Uh, tell us a little about that. So I guess one of the most kind of influential um, things <laughs> that's happened is uh, about a year ago. I, my sister sent me this website called Sugarlift. Um, they're a online gallery that is really into promoting emerging artists, mm-hmm. but it's more digital. So they, um, they sell work and they also print it, but they also sell original copies. So they have, they do have painters and they do have, um, you know, pen and ink artists who sell original work too. And they have this little link at the bottom that just says, you know, submit your portfolio. And obviously since graduation, that's all I've been doing is is submitting my workplace. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm making the stuff. Come check it out. Yeah. And they, a few, 
I want to say it was maybe a couple of months, I got an email from them, and they wanted me to be a part of it. So now it kind of, they're, I guess, my, my representation in a way, mm-hmm. but not of my all of my art. Yeah. What they wanted was just... I think they took three of my pieces, and the, what I did was I submitted the ones I wanted. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of like the idea of like Society Six, where you just put your stuff and then they sell it. But yeah. it's it's way more one on one. Yeah. It's there's maybe like thirty or forty artists that they that represent. It's not as 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 broad scale. It's not just like put your stuff and maybe not as stuff. open source. Yeah. It's like they they kind of they curate exactly the artists that they represent versus I think. Other websites like Society Six might take everyone. Exactly. So, um, I I put three of my images up on there, and they do you know they do promotion. They don't do it constantly because they have they bring a new artist. You know I can't just be their number one all the time. But you know I was on one of their they do newsletters, so I was on their newsletter, and I was getting some you know mild like traction. And then one of the first. One of the first things um, was Fab.com. Have you heard yes. of them? They reached out to Sugarlift to grab some of their artists to do, like, small flash sale prints. Um, so I was one of, like, four. Okay. So that was, like, kind of the first, like, you know, I'm. this is helping me. Yeah. Sugarlift isn't just, like, this idea that I have my work and someone maybe will buy it. But, some, you know, it actually happened now. It was very, you know, it didn't make me much money of anything, but it was just something that I felt proud about. It was a level was, of exposure yeah. that was new to you. And then the next thing, which was, like, life-shattering, <laughs> it was, so, okay, so I remember it was in January, and I was in my room, and I was cleaning it up because I was getting ready to paint it, and my mom had come in, and, um... She was like, "Did you see those emails that I sent you?" Um, I, I don't, I don't even remember what the emails are anymore. And I said, "No." She's like, "Will you please just take a look?" And so I go on, and in between her email and I remember this so vividly, <laughs> um, the Bernie Sanders campaign emails because it was like right in the thick of yeah. you know the election. Um, it said urgent. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I was like, what, <laughs> what the, the hell heck is, is that? This? What is that? And I open it, and it's her name was Siobhan. She doesn't work with Sugarlift anymore, but she was like my saving grace there because yes. every email from her was just amazing. Um, the someone on the production, you know, design team of Kimmy Schmidt wanted my print for season two in one of their sets. Yeah, and. I lost it. I've lost it. Were you watching the show? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, it was. Yeah. I. It's a great. It's I a love fantastic. It. It's so clever. Tina Fey is. I mean, she produces it, and she's just like such a witty person. I don't know if she like writes much of it, but her hands in it, and she's a great person. Um, Titus is like <laughs> the greatest yes. guy in the world. It's. Um, it's amazing. So, uh, they purchased. Uh, an unframed print. So I, I, again, I don't make much money from these prints from Sugarlift because it is a fifty-fifty. Because they do the outsourcing, they do the sale, they do the printing. Yeah, totally understand that. Um, so, 
But I, so it came, the, the season came out in April and I, I was so excited. So I started watching it and I was like, well, I watched this show anyway. Um, but did you feel like you had to like watch it with like a microscope? I, well, I started watching it and I got so anxious to find it that because it's on Netflix, you can kind of, if you use the scroll, there's like the little box underneath that like shows you the scene. Yeah. So you don't have to watch it all. So I went through the entire season to find it. <laughs> sure enough, it was literally the last episode. And it was in a scene in um, Jane. I don't know her character's name in the show. I can't think of it right now. The blonde Yeah. Blonde. Yeah. Jane Krasinski. Yeah. I think that's her name. Oh, I don't know. Oh, no, I'm I know. sorry. Yeah. Jane, if you're not listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it was in her apartment yeah. when she has to move out. And... Um, uh, David Cross comes in, yeah. and it's on the wall, yeah. and it's behind his head, and I scream bloody <laughs> murder, because I love David Cross. I still remember <sighs> when you posted that on Instagram, and you were like, like my- They're breathing they're the same breathing, air. Yes, like I distinctly remember breathing the same air, and I loved that, and I died, and I also was like, his beard has grown I know, out of control. I know, and he looked, he looked like, just like a, a well- And- Oh, yeah. it was so amazing. But it was, it was amazing, because you were able to screenshot that. I screenshot, there was like, there was like brief moments, and I had, I got two different, you know, like, angles of it, and that was amazing. That was such a highlight, and I- I felt I felt like such like an ass like continually posting it, but I was just so excited. So, yeah. And um, it, so so that was probably like one of, I mean, a, that was a great moment in my life. But from and that's all due to Sugar Left. And since then, I've had a a solo show at Montefiore Medical Center at yes. their Art Views Gallery. Um, they commissioned twenty five new pieces for me. Uh, that was an amazing experience. I mean, I was, I we're so excited about the commissionment, but I mean, like a solo show is something. Oh, absolutely huge! But how did how did that come about? How did the solo show come? <laughs> it was so weird. So I first got the email um, from Siobhan, and she just made it seem like a client wanted. So it's from Sugarlift. Yeah, she made it seem like a client just really either was from Bronx or like it was very vague. I got, I was under the impression that I, someone wanted my style of photography with imagery from the Bronx. And I was like, I can do that, sure. Uh, so I went into the city and I took a bunch of pictures. It was in February, so it was still kind of snowy. And it was kind of, some of the, sh- like the dirty snow and it was, it didn't make for a lot of great photography, but I got some really good shots. And I sent over like three or four examples and they were like and then Siobhan eventually got back to me she's like great they love it um and then it was in limbo for a little bit and then I heard from the co-founder of Sugarlift his name's Wright and what it actually was was the hospital has a gallery um called Art Views Gallery and they wanted um they wanted 25 to 30 because they have they have like uh permanent frames there Mm -hmm. uh images of that i can produce for a show yeah and so it literally turned into i thought i was just making a couple images that i created a whole new series um for a solo show and it was it's called been here before um it 
just closed at that hospital in January. Okay. And then it moved. So it's kind of traveling a little oh, bit. Oh, that's exciting. Because they have a couple different campuses. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the status of it is now because, you know, it's it's there. Um, so they purchased, the hospital purchased the prints. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also from there, I decided to take a couple of those images to put on Sugar Lift as well. So those are there as well. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, that was my first, like, kind of solo experience yeah. as an artist since, like, our thesis show in yeah. college. That's exciting. Yeah. And then uh, uh, maybe a couple months after that, I got another phone call from Ray and the Showtime show Billions. It's it's like a Wall Street show. Okay. They purchased. I thought I had it on my wall. They purchased one of the prints too. Okay. So that season is up now. Um, I don't watch the show, but I, I feel like I'm gonna have to. to yeah. Look to for find it. it. Yeah. But I have to watch the first season first, so I have to like find the time. But yeah. That's yeah. It's exciting that something that you found has kind of opened up these doors because I think as artists, that's kind of you, you know, you're putting this body of work together and it, it just takes one person to, like, find yeah, something of yours. Exactly. And especially, um, it kind of gives, like, some light of, you know, some light at the end of the tunnel while, while you're working. Yeah. And even if it doesn't translate into, you know, like you said, like, making a lot of money off it it's the experience and absolutely like the fuel because i feel like with no that's it it's, it's such a, a fuel. fuel it's such a rush too it's yeah. like it's you there's someone out there that appreciates the work you're doing and not everyone can see that art does you know bring that on people look but at it's the, such like a it's a it's an amazing out feeling of, yeah like, yeah i'm not making money to live on on just making art but i'm creating stuff that people are seeing and enjoying. I'm making connections on Instagram. Like, I'm trading artwork with people just because they like it. Yeah. Um, I tagged... So this is another thing that we can go into. Yeah. I, um, I also sometimes do little paintings here and there. Yeah. And a thing that, you know, as artists, what you do is you tag publications. Yeah. Them. You tag magazines. You tag artists. You do all tech celebrities. I yeah. mean, it's, that's just the day and age we live in. Um, I am a big fan of Letty Letter. Yes. The, and I was going to yeah, get the into The publication that, that um, was starting by Lena Dunham and Jenny Connor. Okay. And uh, I'm a big fan of it. Um, and I tagged them in some of my art. And they liked, you know, they liked the photo. That's really fun when, yeah. like, just someone that's not, like, your mom likes your photo, yeah. you know. Someone, someone with some exposure. Um, and then a couple months ago, I got an email, and they commissioned an illustration for me. Yes. Um, and that was just another, another way of just, like, getting your work out there. Out there. Was it? Especially through social media. I mean, yeah. it was through Instagram. As I yeah. tagged them, and they found me, and they saw my name, and they kept me on file somewhere. Yeah. Like, we like her work. Um, let's put it out there. And so I have another commission coming up that I'm working on with them. The The last one that um, I did was back in September, and, you know, they posted on their Instagram, and Lena Dunham, you know, posted it on hers, and, mm-hmm. and it was just, it's... It's... 
at this point, it's super exciting, but now it's just like, I feel like it's just like my job now. It's just, and it's, it's exciting. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember, because I am subscribed to Lenny Letter. I don't always read them. Sorry. Lenny team, but I do newsletter, remember. I mean, when you subscribe to a lot of newsletters, you gotta just pick and choose on your day, like what, what you read, what you're gonna read, and what you're gonna absorb for that day. But I do remember because that was the 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 title, kind of the title image for that newsletter, right? It was yeah. the first one. It yeah. was the, the and that's what they promoted it with. And I was like, hey, look, it's Emma. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, it's Emma. Um, yeah, I feel like social media is really important now for artists because that's kind of the day and age and how we're getting our work out there. Because like with, you know, you said before and with most artists, you know, we're in our bedrooms or our studios by ourselves and, you know, we have to get our work out there. And, you know, a lot of the time we're so focused on making and creating that we're not out in the world, you know, you know getting our stuff out there, if that makes sense. Yeah. So how has social media, I know we've touched on it, how do you use social media and, like, what's kind of the impact it's it's had and, um... I am, we were talking about this during our lunch beforehand, but, um, it's a love-hate relationship with social media. Um, you know, you can, we can get into the more political where it's, it sucks right now. I hate being on the internet. Yeah. But I need to stay informed so I try and separate my personal like stance on it versus my art. Now on my Instagram, um, I have I do post my political views, but I don't know. I don't. I just only gotten this wholly different. Go for it. I feel like I lost my train of thought. That's okay. But I'm just gonna back up. Okay. Yeah. So, so, Social media is great. It's a beautiful thing, but it also, it's not fun. So what I use it for is I've kind of separated it. I have my personal life of like photos of my dog and a picture of my food. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I have my art one where I'm posting um, kind of progress and finish shots and, and my kind of publications that I've been working on and stuff. Um, and I don't have a lot of followers, but that's really okay. I mean... Numbers don't always matter. No, exactly. Um, but I, I, I have gotten the exposure with that small number. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I go on all of the other artists through Sugarlift. Like, I follow most, a lot of them on... I have the least amount of followers. Yeah. But I'm still there with them. Yeah. I'm still... You're making the connections and you're being active. Um, I do, I, I try and not do as much tagging anymore Mm -hmm. and the hashtags as I used to, um, because I just, I want it, I kind of guess want it to be a little more organic now Like people just find it and that's great. Yeah. Um, I think another thing is I have, I haven't used it in maybe a year now, but I did start a Tumblr. Yeah. And I know that is a very kind of. 2009 oh yeah but um is it coming back it well i don't think it's it's not like coming back but it's like you're the second person i've talked to that's using tumblr for art and i have again i haven't used it in a while but what i did do was um the san francisco moma has a i forgot what they call it it's every friday they re-blog artists yeah and 
I think like three or four times now they've reblogged my stuff. Okay. And from there, um, mind you, the instances that have occurred, none of them have really fallen through. But someone, a couple of times, people have like either emailed me or messaged me saying, I saw your work on MoMA's website. Um, I did a phone call with someone maybe a year ago. Um, you know, people want to do these collaborations, but sometimes they don't always work out. Yeah. Um, but I, I was, I took a phone call with someone who actually, we had a mutual friend. Okay. Um, who just liked my work and he's a filmmaker and he really, um, he wanted to kind of collaborate. Nothing has happened yet. Maybe one day it will. Um, another one wanted to use one of my photos for his SoundCloud kind of, um, he's a, he's like a producer. Like a music producer, he wanted to use uh, one of my photos because he said he saw my work on the MoMA's Tumblr page. Okay. Because he uses it for inspiration. Yeah. And so things like that, it's like little instances. And yeah. So, I mean, not that we haven't done anything, but like now, like these people we follow, I follow them, they follow me. Um, one, back to Instagram, I mean, there's this amazing art community on there. If you just, like, scroll through and you start following people and then all of your explore page is, like, new people. Yeah. There's this one girl I follow who um, is a kind of... She's also, I think, a digital artist with dealing with painting, too. Um, one One day of the blue, I just... I really like her work and I messaged her and I said, I don't do this a lot, but I really like your work. Um, would you want to trade artwork sometime? Yeah. And she's, she was so into it. I think she's from Sweden. <laughs> and she was so into it. We haven't done it yet. I think we've just kind of gotten... We just haven't had the time to like, yeah. do it yet. Right. But, um, and maybe I'll message her and bring it up again. But it's just like little things Establishing like Establishing those connections. Yeah, and it's awesome. And then people just like artists comment nice things and you comment back and you like and you connect and and it's it's for what my field is I love social media yeah because you're amazing using it for like a connection purpose exactly and sometimes I get do get a little nervous putting my stuff out there because I don't I don't watermark my stuff because I hate watermarks right so like there's this point where I feel like you know how much do you put out there there's a you know there's this fine line of of me kind of worried that someone else can yeah rip it off and, yeah and do what they want with it um which you know I can't I can't, you can't babysit your work exactly all the time. And, and I just kind of have to like be out there and if someone does well they're an asshole but <laughs> you know yeah you have to like somewhat take that as a flattering yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. You have to put think some, that way. some rainbows and sunshine out of a. But in that case, I'm I'm such a big supporter of buying artwork from. Yeah. I mean, you some of the stuff on my wall here is is artists from Etsy and friends and and trading and buying art from your friends and I need to do it more. I mm-hmm. feel like I need to buy my friends' artwork more, and I want to, and I will, and I feel like that's the best way. And they won't make you pay thousands of dollars for it, which is nothing. Yeah. So I feel like it's the best just, like, support Supporting. your friends and their artwork because mm-hmm. they're struggling to make it and they want you to have it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think that um, using social media in the way that, like, you do is kind of the way I want to, you know, use it in 
you know, you're just kind of like trying to spread the love, you know, spread the connection and using it, you know, I think that's the best way that things happen now is just actually reaching out to people. Like you said, you know, like, you know, through a direct message or an email because, you know, we're all people and we're all, you know, Mm -hmm. doing our thing. And, um, you know, I think that, uh, artists and I, what I found is instead of, I mean, not, not everyone, everyone does everything different, but instead of, you know, exploiting on a hashtag, reaching out and like, you know, shot in the dark, you know, introductions yeah, can turn, you know, can be more beneficial and, um, successful as a mean of, you know, connection. Cause you know, if someone follows you or if they even have the option of sending a message, use it. Because, exactly. And because how many times, you know, your stuff can get lost in a hashtag, because people tag things all the time. there's thousands of people also tagging but it. with an email or a direct message, or even a like, you know, like, seeing that... It's one step that, in that direction. That's something that's a little more unique, um, or, um, just, I mean, there, granted, there are people that get, like, zillions of, <laughs> of likes, so maybe, but you never know who at, like, 2.30 in the morning is gonna see that like... And wake up and be like, oh, wait, I have to go back, you know. And another thing that I've, I'm working on is if if someone doesn't respond back, if you send a message back and they're not interested or if they don't like back a photo, it doesn't, you know, you're still making your work and they might not like it. Or maybe they didn't have time to But respond. you just keep going. Yep. It's, it's not, if, you know, even like friends, if like a friend doesn't follow you back, I mean... It's, it's okay, because there's it's still not the so end. many people out there that like what you're doing and, and are supportive, and yeah. you go in that direction, and you say, all right, well, you know, this artist didn't respond in a positive way or a way I want to. It's okay. I'm just going to keep, I'm going to keep posting, because, you know, like for me, I've, you know, if that happens to me, I'm like, well, I've found this success that makes me happy, like... In terms of, like, I feel like I'm doing what I want to do. Like, I'm yeah. just going to keep going that way. And if you're not uh, interested in it, you don't like it, that's totally okay. Mm-hmm. You have your own life. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to keep going this path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I always start everything with so. <laughs> like so. Um, but, um. Um. <laughs> so, so, but, like. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We, I that. wish we stopped, I wish we still talked, like, proper English, like, back in the day. The, like, yeah. Shakespearean English. Even that sounded ridiculous, but no one sounded... Back when they still taught kids how to write in cursive? Cursive. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. No. Um, I write in cursive a lot still. Really? I like it. Yeah. Mine's, like, bubbly, like, half cursive, half, um... Yeah, mine's a... Non? Yeah. It's, it's how fast or, you know. Exactly. When I'm writing really fast, all of the letters just kind of go together. Yeah. Naturally, just because I don't have time to do spaces and yeah. letters. Yeah. All right. So, um. <laughs> so, like, um, <laughs> you should have. Guys, a, we have a purpose here. At We're the end of it, you should just have a like, um, so, but counter. Like, yeah. At the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> trying to get to the next question. Okay. How, when you're making, what do you kind of gather inspiration from? Or if you ever hit uh, a block of inspiration, how do you kind of get yourself out of that, a slump 
or how do you keep yourself going? Well, <laughs> as narcissistic as this sounds, when I'm in a slump, I look at my old work. Yes. I, I don't think that's narcissistic. <laughs> um, I look at, at what I've done and what I've liked and what hasn't worked. Um, I'm kind of in a slump right now. I haven't really made anything in a while. Um, but I, I, I go through my photos. So what I have is I use Lightroom for my photos and I used to, I have thousands of photos on there and I kind of, what I do is I just scroll through it and, and I'll go like to my photos. I've obviously hundreds of more photos from my far out west trip that I can go back to. I have hundreds of more photos from when I studied abroad in Florence from my ethereal series that I can go back to. And I just see what photo kind of looks interesting enough. And I'll I'll take it into Photoshop and I'll maybe paint a little bit um, with my watercolors and gouache and kind of mostly just experiment mm -hmm. and just play. Yeah. And then I'll get inspired and start collaging. But um, when I'm really stuck, I just go through my stuff. And one of my biggest... I keep hitting the pillow and I feel like it's going to ruin the sound. <laughs> um, I keep having this internal battle of... Because I do a bunch of different styles. And sometimes I'm not sure if that's the way I want my art to... Like, do I want my art to be this? Or do I want it to kind of branch out all over the place? So mm -hmm. I have different styles. I have my collages with the photos. I have... Um, my kind of watercolor type house landscape stuff that I do, like what I've been doing for Lenny Letter. Um, and when, when I'm normally stuck is I'm stuck of I don't know which direction I really want to try now. Uh -huh. um, so I go through my stuff and I, I just kind of decide which made me feel more fulfilled. Okay. Um, and that's really... And then I, again, social media is I follow amazing artists and I go through and I see that they're continuously posting and that inspires me to like, just keep do it. Cause if they can do it, I can do it yeah. easily. So yeah. that's where it comes from. Gotcha. Um, along with that, uh, what are some like methods of self care that you might practice? <laughs> Um, I know that's like very like, woo, but I mean, that could be as, as simple as, you know, um, listening to certain things while you work or, you know, going, you know, treating yourself to something or like just kind of how you keep yourself in check. It's so weird. But when, when I, when I practice self care, it's, it's me giving myself confidence. Yes. Um, and most of the time that's just by myself and it's me putting on like one, like, okay, so this record and we've talked about it. Yeah. It makes me feel so sexy because it's such a sexy album. Oh my God. Dopamine by, by Borns. It's signed. Wait. I didn't, no, okay. I bought it signed. I didn't okay. see him. So I'll put. Oh, wait, I need to look at this. I'll she, put it Emma on. Emma has a lovely record collection. I do. It's, it's new. I've, I've never seen this album. So. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll put it on, and it's a beautiful record. His so, voice is, like, so, like, liquid gold. Yeah. And I'll put it on, and I, I do this all the time. I'll put on an outfit that makes me feel, like, super just, like... In it? Comfortable, but, like, 
awesome and beautiful and I'll do a face full of makeup and I'll literally just dance in my room. Yeah. That's my self-care is like when I'm, when I like, I'm home alone and I'm feeling confident and, and that's, I don't know how that came to be, but that's just like when I feel like I feel good about myself and that's my self-care. I mean, I could... I could do any sort of number of things for self-care. Yeah. Quote-unquote self-care, but, like, that's I, it. Yes, and and this album, like, Born's Dopamine, by the way, that I have now follow the artist that did all the lettering. I'd have to find her, but... Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, we connected on this because you posted this on Instagram, your Instagram story, I think the other, like, last week. When oh, it, yeah, it came with... It, this album came with a, a digital download. Yeah. And I... Or, yeah, you were just promoting. I have it. I I have the record. I didn't he, need it. So I found I I because I got so excited because the week that this album was released, it was like a Monday, and I was binging on it like all the rest of Monday and Tuesday, Ugh. and then I was going on a date with someone, <laughs> and I, it was my I had to plan the date, and I have this my favorite venue in Philly is Union Transfer. Yes, and literally. Borns was playing. That's amazing. That Wednesday night. So, album came out Monday. That's amazing. Binged it. And I just immediately bought the tickets. And I and it was his first headlining show in Philly. I mean, that's just... And it was just, like, just fate. And I yeah. did... And I was jamming. And um, I... I made the entire plans for the date and the guy that I was seeing was like felt so out of his element (laughs) because I was doing everything and it wound up being such like a magical like you're right you're probably 10 feet from him and he is just doing Mm. his thing and I still Mm. go back and I record videos with my digital camera when I go to shows because I want to see it again I know and oh it's so it's so good and (laughs) Now we're just like on a, like a Bourne's love fest, mm. but it, it's so good. Um, he's, I think he's younger than us, by the he way. Yes, he is. Which like he has longer hair than us. <laughs> <laughs> I keep chopping my shorter and shorter. Yeah, so I'm about to cut my hair too. Um, but it's with your dancing. I that's actually something that I we I think you you replied to me on Snapchat that I t- I dance. Yes. Yeah, I dance in the morning after yes. the shower, and I'm like, because I I put my my music on when I take a shower. And I dance in my... Now, this is part two, or or continuation, because I didn't realize that we stopped recording, and it's because I apparently got a phone call, and um, (laughs) I don't often get phone calls, and I didn't realize that that would stop my recording, so now next time I I will know. Airplane mode. Airplane mode. This is a learning process. Um, Everyone, we're having a a Kickstarter fund to buy Jackie a microphone, (laughs) so that will be in the description below. It probably won't, but if you're listening, to this, if you're listening to this, send Jackie a microphone. <laughs> so um, we were on the discussion of self care, and we were geeking out about borns and dopamine, and yeah, maybe we didn't get the. In- I don't know how much you know. I didn't even listen to how much we got into that, but um, Emma likes to get into all of that. Um, Emma likes to dance and uh, boost up her confidence for her self care. Yeah. That's how she does. And she also puts on a lot of face masks. <laughs> she likes yeah. peeling off skin. Uh, yeah. Those are also important. Um, and what I, do you do for self-care? I know. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like I've kind of... 
I feel like talking about self-care is very much a, 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 re yeah. a it's such a recent thing, which is like, but then for me, I think that self-care has always been there. It's just more of a focused thing because we're all falling apart. Um, for and I feel like self-care, like there's, I feel like there's different versions of self-care. Yeah. For me, if I'm, if to take care of myself, um, I will go to like a spin class. Mm, and, can't like, do it. Yeah. <laughs> and rock that out. Mm. For me, for also, um, I'll listen to podcasts or I will like light candles right. and like lay in my room with all the lights off and I just got a salt lamp recently and Ooh. I will just like veg out and like lay there um or like in the same realm and I don't know if that got cut off is I will just you know every morning I try to dance in front of my mirror in my towel mm. to music before I start the day um, but mostly like trying to like get out in like an, in some kind of, and I really haven't been exercising too much cause like life happens, but, um, going to a spin <laughs> class with my, like at the gym that I go to. Um, but also more recently I, I just started doing hot yoga. Ah, uh, the death. Um, because my. I, well, cause I have a coworker that's an instructor and, um, I've always wanted to try it and it changed, it like changed my life. Really? Oh, that's good. Yeah. My sister did it. I'm I'm not into yoga. I totally appreciate people who do like it. Yeah. I'm just not into yoga that I've much. gone to three classes, so that's, okay. that's all. That's, that's a lot. You're, yeah. you're advanced now. That, I am. That's enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Be a teacher. <laughs> yeah. I, I've tried doing spinning um, a bunch, but I broke my arm twice oh. in elementary school. Me too. And it totally effed up my wrist now oh it didn't grow they say like you break it it grows like is it on your non-dominant no on my dominant oh gosh hand. so i broke it um uh, i think it was a hairline fracture the first time it might have been the same the second time but i took a spin class that i and i didn't do one i i've never taken a spin class after you know when breaking my arm so i was like oh yeah let me try it and you stand up a lot, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of pressure from your arms holding onto the handle, and yeah. it was, like, radiating such heat. Oh, that's not good. So, that was the last time I did it, because it was, and I, I know, because even, like, now sometimes, like, I'll get, like, you know, like, when it rains, I get, like, the yeah. occasional, yeah. you know, soreness, um... I can't. Yeah, and especially if it's if it's on a, your dominant hand, you kind of need to preserve that for your course, art. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if I if it was a spinning class, like, and I'm in the back and I'm just sitting the whole time mm -hmm. and just spinning away with my legs and not using them, but it's, the whole idea of like getting your second or third yeah, position where and you're... getting your getting your heart rate really up. Yeah, sitting down only goes so far. Yeah, getting your heart rate up. Yeah. Yeah, um, so out of out of the self care self care, I guess you could talk about a lot. Um, yeah, I could go on. Yeah, what advice can you offer someone looking to pursue a creative path? Oh, jeez. Uh, so I feel like I've come across not like someone asking me that, but I've thought about that a lot, like how I would respond to it. Um, it can I can break it down like to just like specific things, mm -hmm. and then you can also break it down to like more like kind of abstract wording. 
But I'm more of like a specific kind of person. Yeah. So I feel like make a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Just keep, just make your art. Don't make one thing and put it out there. Make another thing. Just kind of take your time, but make all of the work that you have in you. Not all of the work you have in you, but keep keep going with it. And then when you feel like you've kind of really found yourself like I didn't you know I graduated is when I really after that is when I found my art in college I was making all sorts of different Mm -hmm. things so find the art that you feel comfortable in and that style and your technique and then make a whole bunch of stuff Mm -hmm. and put it out there and we were talking about this with social media keep posting be a if you're on Instagram be a regular poster and don't worry about a theme or an aesthetic of your Instagram and I know that 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 can be very much a thing that's a thing and it's beautiful and I love it and I love looking at that but if that stresses you out don't do it yeah make your aesthetic be your art yes um so because you're we're people (laughs) you know and and if god if someone is consistently you know one thing all of the time. It's, it, yeah, I guess I, to bounce off of that, don't do anything to stress yourself out. Yeah, do it, do, put it out when you feel best about it. Don't feel like you have to put it, because I know I've struggled um, when, like, I haven't posted in a while, and I feel like, oh, gosh, like, I, I need, I need more followers, I need more likes, blah, 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 mm-hmm. so I'm gonna put, make something that I don't like, yeah. just to put it out there, mm-hmm. and I've learned that that is, doesn't make anything better, mm-hmm. it just makes it not authentic yeah. anymore, it makes it just like you have to put it out there. Um, another suggestion I would have is to... Don't, I'm trying to find the right wording, is to completely accept that people will criticize your work. That's good. I feel like I am a, I am like the most sensitive person I know, but I need to remember that not everyone is going to understand what I'm putting out there and not everyone's going to like it. And I have to accept that. And sometimes maybe even take what they're saying into consideration. Because I'm not the only one who... I mean, it's my artwork, but I'm not... You know, I only have two eyes. And I only can see what I'm seeing. But if someone else has another opinion or another way, and maybe, you know, maybe go with it. But never be offended. If someone is offensive about your work, that's one thing. Yeah. But if someone is giving you a helpful criticism to always just understand it and digest it and accept it or, you know, or acknowledge it, it, digest it and, and think about it, acknowledge it definitely. And kind of throw it back out and say like, maybe something to consider. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like, and on that same page, don't change yourself because of what people say. Yeah, exactly. Like if someone is flat out, like, I don't like this. Change I'm not it. into it. Change it. Well, well, I mean, you don't have to like it, but what, maybe, maybe have a conversation of why don't you like it, and you talk about, like, what are some suggestions you may have, because I really like this work, but if, you know, and if they're, like, 
completely being a jerk about it, then that's yeah. just yeah. walk literally walk away and slam the door in their face. But I take everything as a learning process. Yeah, it's 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 definitely this art thing that we do. It's very um, I don't think it's cutthroat the way people do, but it is aggressive. Yeah, it's it's everyone's fighting for themselves, and um, you just ha- and you have to be patient. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna happen right away. It's, I think that's that's so important to tell anyone doing anything. I know nothing happens overnight. And I still, I mean, I think that I think that way all the time. And and I may be like sometimes a hypocrite, like because I get really anxious that it's not happening right away. But then I have to I have to remember that it's not. And and Trust there's it. there's people out there who don't find success until like their thirties and forties. You hear of these stories mm-hmm. of like actors or musicians that you know it's it if it's meant to happen for you it totally will um that you just have to keep that patience because it's really important to to do that yes yeah you got that all right one last question is if you have um anything you'd like to say while you have here or if you have any (laughs) questions for me that's two Um, questions actually Gosh, I I feel like I have so many. I have so much to say. <laughs> I I have this favorite. Um, I love Bob's Burgers. Uh huh. And one of the characters, Tina. I'm butchering the phrase. She's like, I have all of these thoughts, but I don't know which one can get to my mouth first or something right. like that. Um, I always reference back to that because I always have so many things to say, but none of them like can verbally manifest. Yeah. <laughs> um. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Oh, I'm on the spot. <laughs> we can come back to it. You can. I don't know. What have people asked you in the past? What is uh? What is your? Well, where? Oh, okay. In these in these series, what are you? What's your? I'm totally... I have no idea, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. What am I looking to do? What is, what is your... Yeah, what is, like, the... What's... I hate long... I hate the terms, like, long-term goal. Right. But, like, what... What is it? What um, do you want... How do you want this to to blossom into? Uh, It's funny, because that's actually what was asked the last Really? <laughs> So, uh, no, it's fine. I'm creative, uh, huh? Yeah. What are you eating for dinner tonight? Here, let's do something super uh, surface level. Oh, um, I don't know. Okay. Um, Good interview. I'm out of here. You can't answer this question. I was invited. I'm out of here. I was in, there, a text message popped up during this conversation, and I was invited to a bonfire. So. A February bonfire? Apparently, because this is like somewhat warm out. I don't know. Maybe oh, it's it is like, kind of warm out. Yeah. So maybe there there will probably be food there, um, but okay. I will probably. Um... Oh, I okay. So um, you're a graphic designer. Yeah. And you work for a company. Mm-hmm. But what do you do for yourself, in terms of art? What do you make for yourself? Um. I, it's I guess it's kind of this now. 
Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is yeah. an art form. It Absolutely. Is. Yeah, because um, that's actually a good question because I think that... So I work in web design, and I jumped into that right... At, like, literally five days after graduation, and I got so wrapped up in, you know, I've got a full-time job, I'm gonna go, you know, I'm gonna go live my life, and I'm gonna finally have time and money to be social, and I literally stepped away from art in my spare time. Okay. And I wasn't making, and I, I think I got so stuck in, you know, in not thinking that I needed to make in the out, you know, off the clock because I was working on the clock. Mm -hmm. And, um, as life goes, I realized that I lost a lot of my creativity, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of, I needed to find, and a lot of life things happened, um, and I've realized that I needed to, like, do something to, like, fill, like, that, like, you know, creativity bucket again. So I started to develop something that I might have wanted to do in my spare time. So now I'm recording these conversation series. I'm, I opened up my art history books again. Ooh, yeah, see, I, mine is used as my monitor that, stand. <laughs> is that the one with the creepy baby on it? Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> the $800 art history textbook? Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's awesome. I don't even think to do that. I did, yes, and I, I was looking at some, um, I'm going to, I go to lectures. That's good. I started going to, uh, going to lectures. I'm coming, going to one, um, this week with Debbie Millman. And, uh, yeah, so I'm just, my creative stuff is, I guess, now curating things and having conversations. I mean, yeah, it's taken a turn from what you do, but if you're stimulating that itch of creativity It's making me want to create, because I'm actually, like, now, you know, wanting to physically create things. That's awesome. Because I'm being inspired by all of you. Aww. <laughs> That's awesome. <sighs> So. Yeah, I've, I haven't been making a lot of my own stuff, but I want to start embroidery. Oh. I'm like, terrible at like it. Like this pillow. Like this pillow. <laughs> I get so anxious threading needles. Oh, yeah. I get, like, shaky. Yeah. But I follow a bunch of embroidery artists, and, like, I want to, I want to, like, put a, put a, like, break on what I'm doing just to, like, play around yeah. with another medium. And that could translate into something... Who knows? Who knows? A different branch of Emma. Oh, that'd be so fun. Yeah. All right. So I think that that was a super fun. That was so fun conversation. So podcast for life. Yeah. I'm doing so, the rock. If you're not watching this, but I'm doing like the rock, rock on rock fingers. Yeah. Um. So thank you for listening and thanks for talking, thanks, Emma. Jackie. All right. Um. We're gonna go laugh at ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So bye. <laughs>